Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the magical episode 50 with Lee Cockrell. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast, where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxas. Welcome to As Told by Nomads, and today I have the honor and distinct pleasure of talking with Mr. Lee Cockrell. And uh, anyone that knows Disney, they know uh, Lee Cockrell. He's the former executive vice president of operations for Walt Disney World Resort. As the senior operating executive for 10 years, Lee had a team of 40,000 cast members. I'm going to repeat that. It was 40,000 cast members, and he was personally responsible for the operations of 20 resort hotels, four theme parks, and a water park, a shopping and entertainment village, and ESPN Sports Red and Recreation Complex, in addition to the ancillary operations, which supported the number one vacation destination in the world. So he definitely knows a thing or two about time management. And one of Lee's major and lasting legacies was the creation of Disney great leader strategies, which was used to train and develop 7,000 leaders at Walt Disney World. Now, Lee has held various executive positions in the hospitality and entertainment business with Hilton Hotels for eight years and Marriott Corporations for 17 before joining Disney in 1990 to open the Disney Paris Project. Well, welcome to the show, Lee. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it, I said it was, it was an extreme honor to have you on there, but uh, I really want you to, to talk about why you decided to take the path you took, you know, why you do what you do and, and what really inspires you to really continue to be an inspiration for us, uh, you know, us millennials and, and, and people um, coming behind me. Well, I should be an inspiration for anyone trying to make it in the world because I was least likely to succeed when I got out of high school. <laughs> That's what you avoided? You avoided least likely to succeed? Yeah, I went to... Um, <laughs> I went to college for two years only because my mother mar finally married a guy that had some money. She was married five times, so she was kind of busy. Ah. So, so I got to go to college, and I didn't do well, so I got out and got in the Army in 19, 
64, 65. When I got out of there, I got a waiter's job at the Washington Hilton being a banquet waiter. And I uh, got into a management training program, and my career took off, and I had great eight years with Hilton. And then I joined Marriott and became vice president of their food and beverage operations worldwide. And then I got recruited by Disney in 1990 and went to France and come, came back, and I was eventually put in charge of all operations in Orlando. And uh, I did that for 10 years. And every time I think about that, it surprises me that I was able to do that. And I guess my main message right away to your people would be, don't underestimate what you can do. The future's ahead of you. Don't always look, be looking back thinking, well, I can't do this, I can't do that. Even my teachers would probably tell you, we can't believe that's Lee Cockrell went to school here in Ardmore, Oklahoma. So you never know. <laughs> no, and, and that's that's always interesting because I, I say this often in the podcast, but one of my favorite quotes is is you know it's he who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually right and exactly. um, yeah I, I can't you know I can't even begin the amount of uh, the amount of stories many times I took a gamble myself and it surprisingly turned out even the failures that I've had um, there's been a lot of lessons that that have come out of that so um, right. I think that's great now this is when I, when I was talking about your bio the, the most fascinating thing that stood out to me was how you manage the team of 40,000 people. I, I, you know, I, I just can't even fathom doing that. You know, right now, I'm the CEO of a company, but I, I, I run teams less than 10. I, I don't know what, what, what that's like for 40,000 people. Can you talk about some of the, the strategies that you had in place? Sure. Um, yeah. And in fact, it's probably harder for you than it was for me because I had a lot of people around me helping me. But uh, at the end of the day, I can tell you the way I ran it, I'm extremely organized. I really practice time management. I just wrote this new book on time management magic, how to get more done every day because I want to share that with people because at the end of the day, if you can't get anything done, it doesn't really matter how much you know. And uh, I was always w very disciplined. I always kept my promises, did what I said I was going to do. Uh, you know, I was reliable, credible, uh, uh, those kinds of things. And then I took a course way back in 1980 and really learned a system for being able to implement that discipline on a really regular routine basis to get the right results and so I would say that and I have a good strong uh, kind of good uh, I'm very positive I think right. being positive and being organized gets you way ahead in life because people like to work with people who are positive and any boss you have loves somebody he can count on or she can count on and I was that person and then slowly but surely I didn't do well in college, but I learned on the job. You wow. show me how to do it, I can learn how to do it. And so I would say the, uh, the formula at Disney is we're fanatical about hiring the right people. We really take our time. We get them right. We know how to interview. We know what to listen for when we're interviewing. Mm -hmm. We know how to pick out the best person. We're fanatical about training, testing people after the training, and then enforcing the training so that people do it the way the Disney way. We said there's only one way to do it at Disney. It's the Disney way. Mm -hmm. And then last, we create a culture. I will tell you, it's a culture where hopefully everybody wakes up in the morning and wants to come to work because of the way they're treated, respected, included, involved. The management there treats people extremely respectfully. We help people get ahead. We get them training. We, uh, we are there for them. And I think when you have a good, great people, well-trained, and they love their job, uh, the guests and the customers really get the payoff oh, that, I mean, that's amazing i think you know you, you know having the right system culture and having a positive attitude you know those are the three things that i picked up from that i, I think it's 
I think you're definitely right about that because, you know, if you start to really weigh in down and let negative emotions push you down, you start to really, you actually start to believe what you've convinced yourself of. Yeah, so, it takes you, takes you down. Yeah, it definitely does. Now, speaking of this convincing yourself of negativity, many people seem to be afraid to start something because they don't know exactly how to do it, right? You know, and for you, there wasn't really a roadmap, right, to follow. In you, but what kept you going? Well, I, I have this theory that if no matter what job they give you, if you're the best at that, I don't care if I was the bathroom cleaner. I'm going to be the little, best little bathroom cleaner they ever had out of the 100 people doing it. And my boss is going to recognize that and he's going to see that. Or if I'm a, a clerk, I'm going to be the best clerk. And once I'm a manager, I'm going to be the best manager. I'm going to be reliable. I'm going to show up on time. I'm going to have a good attitude when my boss tells me to work through the weekend and Easter and Christmas and New Year's Day and New Year's Eve and I tell people if you want to get ahead be better than everybody else and that's what I thought about every day especially if you don't have a degree I had to work harder I had to be better I had to make my boss uh, comfortable and feel like uh, he had somebody he could count on and that's really what I did more better than anybody else and uh and uh, I think people could think about that. And people are afraid to take risk. Like you said, you take a risk, you're starting a business now, you're doing your thing. Yeah. If you don't take risks, you're not going to have a great life. If you just sit back and do everything easy, you'll have an okay life, but you'll never experience that, what greatness feels like, whether it's in your performance or your company or your pay or your the way you live or the way you can travel or the way you can help other people even when you're successful. Right. right. So you, you got to take risk. If you, you know... Most people have a good life because they're afraid to have a great life. They're afraid to take that risk. They're afraid to move. They're afraid to get, quit. They're afraid to take on the next responsibility. They're afraid to go to another country. You know that. You've traveled. I mean, best thing you can do in the world is travel. Right, right. And get, get comfortable with everybody. So you walk into a room, you're comfortable with everyone. Yeah. And uh, that's it's just those basic things that I don't think enough people hear. And they don't know that you can't just take the low road and take the safe road and have a great life. You may have an okay life, but let me tell you, the difference between good and great is incredible. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I was just talking to Clay Clark of, of Thrive 15 right before we got on. And I told him, you know, story. I, I told him I'm getting my MBA here, and I, I had landed this job in a startup, and I thought I was going to, you know, do that right after graduation. And all of a sudden, new management came in, and, and they walked in, and I got the call, and they were like, um, you know, Tayo, we're going to have to let you go. And I, I just remember time freezing and just me looking at that. This is like, I, I, you know, I was thinking, wow, I'm actually being let go, and I've seen this happen before. And I remember walking back to my computer. And then not being able to log into the, into the email system anymore. And then I said to myself that, you know, I, I always wanted to create a media company. And, I, you know, I've been podcasting and writing and doing all this for a while as, as just a hobby. But then that I wasn't going to wait anymore. And I wasn't just going to apply to another job that I didn't feel like I was fully utilizing my passion. And I was scared. I was scared. But, so I, but I, I channeled that energy for the next week to build That's the, the platform. Let me tell you, that's they did you a favor. <laughs> I, I got, get it, yeah. I, they did me a favor a couple times. I got fired once. Yeah. It got me to Marriott. Then Marriott, I got passed over for the last big promotion because I was pretty aggressive. And uh-huh. they didn't like that. And it got me to Disney. So every time I somebody did something bad to me, it turned out better for me. So mm-hmm. you, you, sometimes you need that push. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's the way you react to those times that really happens. Um, and it, it this this is a question that I, I asked I asked Clay, but I'm curious to hear your answer. Do you believe that luck played any part in your success? 
I don't think so. You know, there's that old saying, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I, I guess it can be. Timing could be, you know. Uh, the, you know, I got transferred out of Disneyland Paris before the summer where it worked where they started losing a million dollars a day. So timing was probably good. I think everybody else got fired there. So I got out just in time. But, yeah, I think there's a little bit of that. But I would say if you want to improve your luck, be great. Keep learning. Have a great attitude. Be responsible. Keep your promises. You know, even this Thrive 15, you said you were talking to Clay. Yeah. I, wa I met a lot of these guys. I was up there in Tulsa this weekend. I filmed seven videos on time management that will be on the site soon this thrive15.com which is this learning site and I think you learned about it that what is people you know people like me and other entrepreneurs you know we got a good idea but we might not know how to get uh, incorporated or get a bank loan or write a business plan or fire somebody or a technique for hiring better or marketing or PR and this thrive15.com it's, it's incredible I mean I've got 42 videos on there and I'm even astonished myself when I go back and look at them that this advice that you can get from other people so you don't make the same mistakes they made right. and especially when you're in a startup you can't afford too many mistakes because they're costly and right. it's hard to come by capital and uh, so this Thrive 15 really turned me on I think it's the learning system of the future I think every kid in America can go maybe the world can go to college one day because they can go online it'll be free you can't, it'd be nice to go to campus but come on my granddaughter went up to NYU this weekend when I saw the price of that thing I about fell out of the <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Fordham right now, and then I, it was such a struggle to pay the last semester because uh, I'm wrapping up in May. And I was like, I, at the point, I, I was telling, I was telling, I was telling people, uh, Lee, um, Clay, this was like, I had, um, you know, an epiphany in some of these classes because I, I was like, I some of these things are so, you know, um, practical, and I'm looking for the application things, there, and I was like. I'm paying a lot of money for this. And then, you know, people like what, what Thrive 15 Media do, you know, you're paying $50 a month for something that's really applicable to what you're doing. Well, um, by the way, just you can have your listeners tell me if they'll use that uh, promotion code MAGIC, they can man. get it for free for 30 days and see if they even like it. They don't wow. even have to, they don't even have to uh, take a chance on getting charged. If they like it, they can keep doing it. If they don't, they won't. So tell them put the promotion code MAGIC in and they can uh, watch videos to their heart's content. All right. 515.com magic is the promo code. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, and I, I'm, I'm loving hearing this because uh, I honestly think it's time. I mean, I, I've, for the company, I've been bootstrapping it, and now it's at the point where you obviously start to align yourself with investors or strategic partnership. What do you see is the biggest problem for people who are ready to take that next step? Well, I think for a lot of people, it is, it is financial. Mm -hmm. It is scary. It mm -hmm. is capital. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think... Uh, if you have the time to try to gather up support, and I think that's what Clay did with Thrive 15. He got me interested, and then he talked me into putting some money in it. <laughs> and he, then he got David Robinson, you know, from San Antonio. San Antonio Spurs, yeah. Yeah, interested, and then he asked him for some money. So we kind of had the capital back there to begin with. It was a great idea, but I think even the investors wanted to have, think, hope it had a halfway chance of succeeding. So we got enough funding eventually by getting not only the mentors involved, but getting them to put, a, put the money where their mouth was. And so that made it a little safer. 
But, uh, yeah, it's raising money or just doing everything yourself. You know, even in my business now, I don't have anybody working for me. I want to keep all the profit. So I, just do, <laughs> I do everything. I do the contracts. I do the. I send you the invoice. I do the marketing. I have a guy that takes care of my website. And where I can't do something, I hire people so mm. I don't have the full-time payroll and benefits and all that. So I've got a great web guy. I've got a great guy that's doing my podcast. I've got a great guy that's doing my taxes. You know, you don't have to hire a bunch of people. You, you can hire them a little bit. Yeah. Well, then, then, then talk to me about uh, you know post Disney. What did you decide? Why did you decide to to really do, build this personal brand? You know, how how have you aligned yourself with with you know the things you do? I mean, you've got the book Magic Common on which we'll talk about soon. You've got yeah. speaking engagements. You got a podcast, and you, you know you do so many things right now. And um, well, how did you decide that, that was what you wanted to do, and why is that really important for you right now? Well, it took on a life of its own. I'd worked for, you know, 41 years. And I said, there's got to be more to life than this. So I, first I cut a deal with Disney that would they hire me back to speak on their behalf around the world and pay me. And uh, they said yes. And would they sponsor me letting me put Disney on the cover of my book? And they said yes. Those two things right there were a big deal. Because hmm. when, I, you're, when I, I can be aligned with Disney and tell people I speak on the behalf of Disney or my book has got Disney on the cover, you sell more books. I wish my name was that powerful, but Disney's a lot more powerful. Right. So I did that, and I wrote the book, and then you take on a life of its own. Then I just I got a guy I knew, and I said, had him do a website for me. And, and he said, Lee, the reason your website's so good is, he said, I, a lot of people want a website, but I can't get people to write the content. They, they, won't, they can't meet the deadline. They won't give, give me the content so I can put it on there. And that's what's the problem with people writing books. They, they're not disciplined. They don't finish them. They don't finish the website. They don't upgrade the website. And so I just make, I got a great website now. It's got everything on there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> com. You can buy my books. You can buy my app. You can go to Thrive 15. You can read my blogs, my podcast. I just loaded it up on there. And then, you know, I don't even know if you could run a business today without a good website anymore to get the word out. I hear from people all over the world. Even my book, all three books were published in Russian recently. Hmm. Now I'm hearing from Russian kids and the book's in 15 languages. And so, and now I even get speaking again. I went to Kuwait this year, Chile, UK, Mexico. I'm all over because people want to know about Disney service. So it's been a lot of fun. I love working for myself. I don't have to put up with any nonsense. And, uh, you know, my wife said my face relaxed the day I retired. <laughs> no, well, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely hoping to follow your footsteps. And, you know, this is something that I want to touch on there. You know, I share with you the, the, the background that I had growing up in five different countries and four different continents. When, and the mindset that it sort of gave me was um, essentially being a minority everywhere I went was was I, I ended up turning an identity crisis I had into a gift and understanding that, um this is my mission statement. I could actually use my difference to make a difference. And and that was, you know, the, the genesis of the platform. And what I wanted to do was build this premise of global leadership around, you know, people my age and younger where they, they learn how to communicate, communicate across cultures as well as think outside the box. And I'm just curious what you think about the marriage of using building platforms online and connecting with people in different parts of the world as well as traveling and what those two things have really taught you about the the 2015 digital age that we live in today well i think travel first of all we made sure we took our son to asia when he graduated from high school took him to tokyo took him to all over japan took him to hong kong took him to china uh my wife and i have traveled to 35 countries india cambodia you name it south africa i've done what i do i have clients all over the world and 
man, I tell you, I'm a different person than I was along before I and living in France for three years that changed me. I tell you, I was illiterate. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a good understanding of what it is to struggle with illiteracy. And by the way, you say, okay, you're a minority, you're black. Well, I, when I went to New York in 1969 to work, I was a minority too. I was from Oklahoma, and I was the country hick. They thought, yeah. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. And I got treated badly. People didn't treat me right. You treated me like I was some country boy that didn't know anything. And mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. Let me mm-hmm. tell you, discrimination takes many... Uh, many forms. Many forms and many faces. And sometimes you know who your enemy is, and often you do not. Yeah. So I got even with him. I had a great career. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But it, I, it's sad. And I tell you what, you're, when, when, once you live all over the world and once you travel... Bigotry leaves your body. I mean, it's an amazing thing. You mm-hmm. start to understand people from around the world. We're all trying to have a good life and take care of our kids and have a good, safe home. And and uh, that's what I've learned most. Now, there's a lot of bad behaviors in every country, but it's a minority of people doing it. And uh, the bigotry is the thing I worry about the most in the world. And we've made sure our grandkids, they don't have a discriminatory bone in their body. I told somebody, my son married a French girl, and I even had to quit telling French jokes. So, <laughs> you know, we don't tell jokes anymore. It's not funny. Yeah. And somebody said it's not funny unless everybody in the room's laughing. Yeah. And uh, so we got to be careful about that kind of stuff. And I think online learning, I think it's incredibly powerful. I learn a lot. I follow a lot of websites. I read every day. I listen to web podcasts every day i get i'm always looking for a new angle a new story a new uh, something for my another idea for a book another idea for a speech a good another example of poor leadership or great leadership and so i think this thrive is on the right track and i think podcasts are on the right track and i think uh, you know a year ago i probably didn't even know what a podcast was and now i'm sucking them in <laughs> no i hear you yeah and you can learn a lot very quick yeah yeah no i mean i, I started this podcast by accident i i, I um what you call people like me a third culture kids because we spent the formative periods of our lives outside of our parents culture so it's we identify yeah. with several cultures. So I, I was I was looking on Twitter one day. I just said hashtag TCK. And I, I started creating this list of people, hundreds, 
people and they, they all had identified with this hashtag TurkCultureKidHash.TCK. Yeah. And then I was like, why don't I create a platform for these people? And then I give them a voice to share their stories and talk about how global the world is and how we can really help m- solve some of the world problems by actually opening our minds and maybe educating people about the cultures. So when you were saying that about the bigotry, I, I really identify with that. And w- when I was talking about minority everywhere, it wasn't even necessary the fact that it's black. It's the fact that I could be... I could be in Nigeria and not be Nigerian enough, or I could be black here and not be black enough, or I could be someone that relates to a white or Hispanic person more than I would relate to any other person just because of the different cultures within me. So it's always like there's always something, or maybe I'm the youngest of doing this because I've always been the youngest this, the youngest that, or that. It's that constant, um, I'm like, well, this is actually something that I can actually be turned into a gift and having that positive mindset that you brought up earlier it's it's one of those things because I, I see myself as an unintentional teacher because sometimes when people always say um you know i travel to to, to vietnam and, and laos and, and germany and then they say africa i was like well what part of africa because because then africa becomes a country so I'm, I'm you know those type of things and i remember coming here from undergrad and people saying you know i asking me if i had the Lion King experience because I'll speak to Disney. If I had the Lion King experience because I was from Nigeria and I, I was always, you know, educating them about how you know it's not necessarily what you see on TV. So wow, half the people in the world think Africa is one country. It's true. It is so true. <laughs> it is so true. I'm, I'm always amazed because it's more than fifty countries in the it's the second biggest continent. I'm always like, how do you overlook that? But you know. Um, well, I tell you, I even think on this online training, when I created this, I had, I was able to name my uh, podcast Creating Disney Magic. Mm. And, you know, a lot of it, it just catches people's imagination. I wonder what that's about. I, can I talk about that or your mm. podcast? And and we got to encourage people to uh, – people have a lot of free time they're wasting where they could be listening to these things instead of watching uh, Kim Kardashian get her life screwed up. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> or, or break the Internet. The Real Housewives of New York City. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to really help you a lot. <laughs> so, no, you're so right. You're so yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so, so magic. This book that you have. Can you, can you talk about it? Why? 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 Uh, why do you think it's very important for entrepreneurs to have? Well, the first book was Creating Magic, which is about leadership and about how to create the right environment in your business and take care of people and have the right policies and procedures and how to have training. It really teaches you all those. And then I did a second book called The Customer Rules about ideas how to offer things to your customers nobody else can offer. Be different. And the last one was Time Management Magic, which I did it because I've been teaching time management for over 35 years, and I really figured out it doesn't matter what you know if you can't get it done. Mm. And so I've, in this book, taught people, hey, here's a system. Systems matter. If you want to have good results in business, you've got to have good systems, good policies, good procedures, good operating guidelines. And in your personal life, you've got to have the same. You can't, uh, if you don't have a system for how to organize yourself, get the right things done, you're going to have a lot of regrets one day when you wish you had saved your money, you wish you had invested a bit differently, you wish you had spent more time with your daughter, you wish you had exercised before you had a heart attack. Wishing, hoping, and praying. They're interesting concepts, but you got to get yourself organized. you got to put it in a planner. you got to know what you're going to work on today and get it done and check it off. <laughs> and you, you, know. can't, you can't be wandering around town wondering what's going on. I mean, you got to control your life. You're the only one that can control your life. And people don't believe that. You know, and uh, they've got we've got to teach people a system. And most people don't learn it in high school and college, and then they get all this work coming at them, you know, and they can't handle it. The stress people are under today is incredible. You know, the number of young people on antidepressants is unbelievable. There's, 
you know. They're yeah. in college and trying to work and pay the rent and get to school, and their parents have a problem, and they got to get involved in that. I mean, it's just so you got to get yourself a system so every day you're working on the right things at the right time, and that's what this Creating Magic how to get more done every day can teach people. It's pretty cool, actually. As I read it again, <laughs> you know? hey, I'm, I, I imagine you're, you must be impressed with the work. I, and well, there's a quote in it. It says, "If you don't take time to plan the life you want, you're going to spend a lot of time living the life you do not want." That's you yeah, know, yeah, no, that, that's powerful right there. <laughs> no, and it's so true. I and mean, you know, it's such a profound statement because it's this concept of of time is so fluid. We just went back. We went. We lost an hour with the you know daylight savings, and I'm always. It's always gets me in a pensive mood thinking okay we lost an hour gaining now what have we gained in in time and i look at it from a you know uh you know poetic stance just because naturally i'm i'm a poet but i'm always interested in seeing how we actually maximize 24 hours because everybody always says you know we have the same 24 hours that everybody has you know what's the difference with the good and the great and you were talking about that earlier so uh, we said you and einstein have one thing in common you have 168 hours a week to get it done and he yes. got a lot done <laughs> and then you think about people and i really believe people are not overworked they're under organized right, right the number of hours people waste is unbelievable <laughs> i mean and you know, i even did a little promotion piece that said if you want to get your graduate out of the basement Give them right resources. Give them this book so they don't live in your basement for the rest of their life. You know, I mean, this is people just uh, need the, people need the right education, training, resources, and and I think they need the encouragement. Absolutely, and and one way they can do that obviously is www.thrive15.com, www.leecockrell.com, and, and can they buy your book at, at, on your oh, website? Sure. It's on. They're all three of them are on Amazon. They're on Barnes and Noble. So they can just go there. You know, of course, Amazon in New York City will probably bring it over to you in about 20 minutes. And, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm ready, fat. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, it's on my uh, Kindle. So. Oh, yeah. You can get it on Kindle, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the first two books are on audio also for those people who are too lazy to read and they just want to listen to it. So, <laughs> uh, But uh, there's a way and it's out there. And by the way, I even offer a discount for people who decide they want 12, 15 copies. A big discount. They can write to me at my email if they want to, and I'll ship them to them. Then they can send me a check or something. Hey, hey, there you go. I had a church order seven hundred copies. They gave one to everybody in the congregation as a Christmas present. Wow, that was. No, I think it's great. You know, it's what you and Seth Godin. So you remind me. You you remind me of Seth Godin. Both of you, have, like I said, I've been following you from afar, and I was grateful when I got this opportunity to interview you. And I'm always curious about people like you know you, Seth Godin, Richard Branson, people they have visionaries really and they're always willing to disrupt an industry and 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 um what what do you think is is necessary for for people of my generation to to um embrace in terms of a mindset or an understanding to be able to do that because a lot i mean it's not necessarily your education or your mba it's more of a, of a mindset i've noticed it's more of a like a system to put in place but what do you feel like is the biggest problem well, it's a system, and you got to be tough. You got to tenacity. You got to you got to be willing to face failure several times before you get what you want in your life, and don't give up. Never, never, never give up, as Churchill said. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that there's something to that. I've had many failures in my life, and but they've always gotten better after I faced them and went around them and got it done, and and tried not to repeat the same mistake and. Just keep pushing. I tell people, I always get what I want. I don't care. I'll wait till you die. I'll wait till you get promoted. I'll wait till you leave the company. But I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. And I'm 
if I have to come in the back door through the window, I'm going to get what I want. And that's the attitude you've got to have because it's tough out there. A lot of people trying to be successful, and a lot of them give up the first time they have a failure. Mm. You know, and when you think of all this, look at Richard Branson, his airplane blew up recently. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And the next day, he started working on it again. So, everybody you know that's been successful, they've had a lot of failures. And, you know, I think they said, uh, you know, Einstein and and all these great inventors failed thousands of times before one day the light bulb worked. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah, so many times. It was like, I mean, if you can fail that many times, it's... it's and still be motivated to work, uh, to work. It's 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 incredible. Um, Even Michael Jordan said he he missed thousands and thousands and thousands of shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he kept shooting, and he kept. And, you know, somebody told me the other day, uh, Larry Bird. After practice was over every day, he shot one thousand more shots before he went into the locker room. Yeah, and and that also helped his. Con- I mean, you know, people always talk about Larry Bird and, and his confidence when he talks. Sometimes you whisper in the ear of the person guarding, like I'm I'm going to score thirty tonight. And right. then he, he, he scored 30. And then Michael Jordan did the same thing. He was having that confidence. So like, and and there was that legendary story of Larry Bird in a three-point tournament. And his, him saying, you all are all getting second place. So which one of you won? I mean, you know, which yeah. one of you is getting second place today? So I would whisper over to people that you're not as good as I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he believed it. He believed yeah. it. And he, and he probably was better than everybody. Yeah. If you shoot 1,000 shots every night after practice, you get pretty good. Yeah. It's just a matter of putting, putting your mouth where you're, you know, you, you just you, you walk. Walk the talk, you walk the walk, uh, talk to talk. So um, no, it's good. I, I, you know, I, I think you're exactly right with that. And we're gonna wrap up here soon. But I wonder, I want to do. I, I don't think it'll be fair if I, I didn't ask you some Disney classic Disney questions. My favorite Disney movie. This might make me the most sappy guy on a in podcast industry. Is uh, I love Beauty and the Beast. Okay, yeah, so, <laughs> that's my favorite. But what is yours? I, I'm very uh, curious. Mainly is because you love the beauty. So ah, that, uh, yay! That, you know, <laughs> all men, all men are beasts, so we know where that is. <laughs> and uh, I think you know the one. That, I never really paid much attention to Disney movies until I joined them. I mean, I did as a kid, but I the first big one that really struck me was when I was an adult was Lion King. The music, oh. the story, yes. and the story about a father's legacy that he leaves for his son to do the right thing and you know that host i like that story and it's kind of way i feel about my son and he feels about his children and Mm. protecting them and and maybe speaking to them even after you're gone leaving a legacy and that that's a powerful story no lion king no i mean that's that's one i remember remember watching that too and um so that lion king would be your number one that is so interesting all right and I, now and I, all my granddaughter, her number one is Frozen. I, Frozen. Is Frozen. Does she always think, "Do you want to be a snowman?" Oh, <laughs> let me tell you what. The one thing I use now when my wife's mad at me, I just let it go, let it go, let it go. <laughs> it, it is such a classic line. I, you know, Frozen. I, I, I also, like I said, I'm a big, I'm a big kid at heart. I watched that, and I watched Frozen. I remember when I first came out, and the the sleeper hit it was because initially when it came out, I, you know, I was like, okay. This is going to be good. And I was like, this is such a throwback to the old Disney princess movies. But the themes that resonated with me was, was the, the power of the, of, the, of, of, the, the, of the woman. You know, it yeah. celebrated the female power and just how they came into their own. It's that coming-of-age story. And, and I loved them showing how strong women are. And it, and that, you know, and it wasn't just like a, a subservient type of thing. So <laughs> it, was, it was perfect. Yeah, so I loved it. No, that's good. This is, this is a good side of here. What, what's your favorite country so far? Well, I had I 
I first I went to I've been to South Africa three times recently to do work for Ned Bank and for the actually the South African government hired me to help them with some leadership development up in Pretoria, hmm. and then we went on safari and I took my grandchildren. So you know, seeing them and them, we spent two nights in Soweto even, which really enlightened them dramatically about life in the world. And so that was a pretty big trip and a pretty amazing trip because I was with them and. Uh, I learned a lot too, and I loved it. And um, so that was a good one. I enjoyed Vietnam. I enjoyed Cambodia. Uh, you know, uh, to see the people, how the poverty, but they live. And I never felt unsafe there. And people were so nice to us, even though they didn't have much. I mean, those are incredible lessons to when you see people just take care of you. And hospitality. You know, I'm in the hospitality business. When I see it in that way, it was quite striking to me. So, yeah, I like those nice. those places. Yeah. I, I used to live in Vietnam, so I, I definitely resonate. I lived in Hanoi. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, people in Southeast Asia are really, really nice, uh, um, and they're always, um, always very helpful. So I was always uh, grateful for that. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, Sakakura, I, I mean, I could talk to you for hours, but I want to be respectful of your time. But I want to give you this last few minutes to just, you know, to give your message. Um, and before you do that, the mission statement is, um, use your difference to make a difference. So I'm, I just want you to talk about how you use your difference to make a difference. Okay, I'll tell you what I changed my mind. I've been very lucky, maybe, or successful, and I try not to be a big uh, know-it-all, the boss. I try to, I've changed my life to try to be a teacher. I meet with anybody that wants to meet with me. I'll talk to anybody that wants to talk to me. If they ask me for help, I will give them help. I talk to people almost every day that want me to enter. They want to interview me for their MBA or their doctorate degree or a young college student. And I think if more people would be teachers instead of trying to be the boss and teach people mm. through, through not only maybe things like Thrive 15, but also good role modeling. Be careful what you say and do. Everyone's watching and judging you. You're, you're leaving a legacy for good or you're leaving a legacy for bad. And I, I really want to, uh, people to remember me that I helped them. I didn't make their life miserable. And the people have enough problems already without me making it worse every day. And so I think about it that way. And it's a, I get somebody said, Lee, why do you do public speaking? I said, because the audience claps. They applaud. Right. <laughs> when, I play, when I play a golf, nobody applauds. So this is my golf game, and I think more of us ought to wake up in the morning and try to think about how we can help people instead of how we can run over them and uh, make their life miserable and intimidate them and uh, talk down to them and not give them an opportunity. And it's much more satisfying, I can tell you that for sure. You no, know, I, I, just, I just gave my first speech um, on Saturday. I was at a conference. I was invited to speak. Oh, no, I was, it's called Families in Global Transition, and I was, I was there to talk about how people in global transition can actually use their difference to make a difference, and I, and I went through the story, and it was an interesting range of emotions from going from nervous to just confidence, and then and actually being amazed that people were applauding, and, and it was one of those things that I, um, I would never forget, and it, it was such a thrill, such a joy, and, and you said, people clap. <laughs> well, they, yeah. needed, they needed your message. Yeah, I, I, it was so humbling. Yeah, they need a positive message, and uh, when you give it, people appreciate it because they forget. You know, the people that are in trouble today around the world is incredible, and on antidepressants and not doing well and struggling and unhappy, and and if we can help them get out of that a little bit, just one or two here and there, then we've, we've made a difference, and yeah. uh, why not? Yeah. I mean, we're not going to be here forever. <laughs> that is true. You, you know, make a life, make a, take advantage of the best life you have, right, of the life you have right now, because, you know, you only have one to live, so... 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I want people to come to my funeral, so I'm being nice to everybody. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I mean, thank you so much for taking the time. It's, I'm going to make sure I put all the links to your to your, your books, your website, your podcast on the show notes as well. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's your, your huge inspiration. This is one of my highlights. Um, well, you let me know if I can do anything for you. You keep in touch. I, I definitely will. You got my email. It's on my website. So. Thank you so we'll much. run into each other in New York one day. Hey, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna head over there to, to, to Orlando too. So so, all right. Know. Let me know when you're here. All right, all right, no problem. Thank you so much once again. All right. You take care, my friend. All right. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.